0: Mastering Legal English, Overcoming Common Writing Challenges. On the DACA today, we're delving into a topic that's crucial for lawyers and law students worldwide, legal writing. Specifically, we'll be addressing the common language challenges faced by non-native English-speaking lawyers when it comes to putting pen to paper or fingers to keyboard in the legal world. So why is this topic so important? Well, whether you're drafting contracts, legal memos, briefs, or any other legal document, precise and clear writing is your golden ticket to success. In the legal profession, language is our tool, and mastering it is like sharpening a sword before battle. Your ability to convey complex legal concepts with accuracy and clarity can make or break a case, negotiation, or transaction. In today's episode, we'll explore the most common language challenges our ESL colleagues face when dealing with legal writing. We'll not only uncover these challenges, but also equip you with practical strategies to overcome them. By the end of this episode, you'll have a toolkit filled with valuable tips and insights that will enhance your legal writing skills and boost your confidence in this critical aspect of your legal career. So stick around, because we're going to unravel the mysteries of legal writing right here on the 4 Legal English Podcast. The 4 Legal English Podcast is now in session. Welcome to the 4 Legal English Podcast. This is the show for lawyers, law students, and other professionals from all over the world who want to improve both their legal English and legal knowledge. In this podcast, we discuss different legal topics, such as law in the news, law in practice, legal writing, legal movies, and other issues. This podcast does not constitute legal advice. If you need legal advice, consult an attorney. You can check out our blog articles, available courses, and the show notes for this episode on our website. That's fours in the number four, legalenglish, no spaces or dashes.com. dot com, I'm Timothy Barrett, your host. I'm a former practicing attorney from the United States, more recently a law professor in Tbilisi, Georgia, and currently an author and podcast host, among other things. Greetings, colleagues. Welcome to another insightful episode of 4 Legal English Podcast. I'm your host, Timothy Barrett, and today we're diving into a topic that's crucial for lawyers and law students worldwide, legal writing. Specifically, we'll be addressing the common language challenges faced by non-native English-speaking lawyers when it comes to putting pen to paper in the legal world. So why is this topic so important? Well, whether you're drafting contracts, legal memos, briefs, or any other legal document, Precise and clear writing is your golden ticket to success. In the legal profession, language is our tool, and mastering it is like sharpening a sword before battle. Your ability to convey complex legal concepts with accuracy and clarity can make or break a case, a negotiation, or a transaction. In today's episode, we'll explore the most common language challenges encountered with legal writing. The complexity of legal language. We're delving into the intricate world of legal language and why it can be such a formidable challenge for non-native English-speaking lawyers. Let's face it, legal writing is notorious for its complexity. Whether English is your first language or fifth language, that is still true. But fear not, by understanding these challenges, you are already one step closer to overcoming them. Legal language, often described as dense and convoluted, is a world of its own. Lawyers have developed a unique jargon and linguistic style that can be exceptionally baffling, even for native English speakers. Now imagine tackling this linguistic labyrinth when English isn't your first language. It's like trying to navigate a complex maze blindfolded. One significant challenge for non-native English speaking lawyers is the prevalence of complex sentence structures. Legal documents are filled with lengthy sentences, packed with subordinate clauses and legal terminology. Deciphering these intricate structures requires both a strong command of English grammar and a keen legal mind. Additionally, the technical terminology used in legal writing is enough to make anyone's head spin. Words and phrases like estoppel, res judicata, or force majeure may sound like a foreign language on their own. These terms often have no direct translation in other languages, making them even more perplexing for non-native English speakers. But don't be discouraged. We're here to shed light on these challenges and provide you with strategies to conquer them. So stay tuned because in the next sections, we'll equip you with tools you need to navigate the intricate landscape of legal language with confidence and precision. Ambiguity and misinterpretation. Let's dive headfirst into a crucial aspect of legal writing, ambiguity. Now, you might wonder why ambiguity is such a big deal. Well, in the legal world, ambiguity can be a ticking time bomb. And for non-native English-speaking lawyers, it's an even greater challenge. Stick with us as we uncover the potential pitfalls and offer solutions to steer clear of them. Maybe we should start with what is ambiguity? Ambiguity means something of doubtful meaning or uncertainty. If something is ambiguous, it's unclear what does that mean or what do we mean when we say that. So being unclear. Of course, in our everyday language, if we are unclear, that can cause problems. But when we're making contracts, we're making legal agreements, ambiguity can cause huge problems. We don't want to be ambiguous. We want to be very clear. So picture this. You're drafting a contract, and you use a word or phrase that you think means one thing, but your reader interprets it entirely different. The result? Confusion, disputes, and sometimes legal battles. This is the peril of ambiguity in legal writing. I think this is best illustrated by using a real case. Pregelement Importing Company versus BNS International Sales Corporation better known as the chicken case. This is when one company made a contract to buy chicken from another company. While they were negotiating, they were using German. But when they wrote the contract, they used English. And so the whole case turned on what is the meaning of the English word chicken. The buyer thought that chicken meant young chickens that could be used for broiling or frying. The seller understood the meaning as to also include stewing chickens, that is to say, chicken that could be made into stew, into kind of soups, not just broiling or frying. So when the seller delivered the chicken, they delivered mostly of that stewing chicken, which was more inexpensive. Of course, the buyer complained. It went to court. and The whole case hinged on what is the meaning of chicken. For non-native English-speaking lawyers, ambiguity can be even more treacherous terrain. The subtle nuances of English... Its idioms, its multiple meaning of words, can all lead to misinterpretations, even among native English speakers. And of course, lawyers have their own language. Words that are used in both everyday English and legal English can have different meanings in those two worlds. Let's take a simple word like consideration. In everyday English, it means thoughtfulness. But in legal English, it refers to something entirely different. A value exchange in a contract. It's one of the requirements to form a contract. Consider this scenario. A non-native English-speaking lawyer drafts a contract using consideration without realizing its specific legal meaning. The other party interprets it correctly and believes they are entitled to something of value. That's a recipe for legal disputes. If you're interested in learning more about consideration, in How to Form Contracts in Common Law, I highly recommend our Elemental Legal English course. Check that out. Learn more on the website. Ambiguity can also arise from sentence structure. Long-winded sentences with multiple clauses can make it challenging to discern the intended meaning. Add unfamiliar legal terminology and it becomes a perfect storm for misunderstanding. Here's a tip. Strive for clarity in your legal writing. Use simple, concise language wherever possible. Define terms that might have different interpretations. And break down complex sentences into smaller, more digestible parts. Remember, in legal writing, ambiguity is not your friend. Clarity is. And this is true for ESL lawyers, but also native English-speaking lawyers. The modern trend in legal writing is, is to make things more clear, In other words, not to have these very long, very dense sentences. Legal Terminology Pitfalls. In this section, we're dissecting the minefield of legal terminology. For non-native English-speaking lawyers, navigating this terrain can be like tiptoeing through a maze of homophones, synonyms, and jargon. Join us as we unravel the complexities and provide you with strategies to pick the right words for the job. Legal writing often feels like a linguistic obstacle course, and legal terminology is one of its trickiest hurdles. For ESL lawyers, the challenges are amplified. Let's start with homophones, words that sound the same but have different meanings. Take cite and cite, for example. That's C-I-T-E and S-I-T-E. A small spelling difference, but a colossal difference in legal writing. C-I-T-E, site, means to refer to a legal precedent or authority, while site with an S refers to a location. Using the wrong one can lead to confusion or even legal consequences. Then there are synonyms, those words that seem interchangeable but aren't. Consider void and voidable. In legal terms, void means completely invalid from the beginning, while voidable means it can be voided, but it's valid until annulled, until it becomes void. Using these interchangeably can alter the entire meaning of a contract. You can imagine, if something is voidable, who has the power to void it, to annul it, or what has to happen before it is voided? Those would be very important considerations before signing a contract. So how can non-native English-speaking lawyers avoid these terminology pitfalls? First, build a robust legal glossary. Document terms you encounter in their precise meanings. Review it regularly to reinforce your understanding. It's very helpful to have a notebook or something like an Excel file, Excel spreadsheet, where you can put in the meaning, where you can put in the words that you encounter, the meaning perhaps the meaning in your language, but I think a definition in English is probably better. You don't want to put in too simple of a definition in your own language and it loses something in the translation. I've seen a lot of law students suffer because of that. Second, consult legal dictionaries and resources. They provide nuanced definitions and contacts for legal terms. Don't hesitate to ask colleagues for clarification when in doubt. There's lots of online resources nowadays You know, in in the United States, an American law, Black's Law Dictionary, is very authoritative and is often cited in legal cases. Lastly, proofread meticulously. Pay attention to those pesky homophones and synonyms. Read your documents aloud. This can help you catch errors that might slip through a silent reading. Hello, listeners. I have some exciting news for you. There's a brand new book on the block, and it's here to transform your writing skills. Introducing 4 Business English Writing Journal, 365 Daily Prompts for Global Professionals, written by myself, Timothy Barrett. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting your journey, this journal is your daily companion on the path to becoming a better writer. It's hot off the press and available on Amazon now. Why should you check it out? Well, imagine crafting persuasive emails, reports, and presentations with confidence. This book is your ticket to career advancement, global communication, and lasting transformation. Ready to become a better writer? Head over to Amazon and search for For Business English Writing Journal. And for more info, tips, and resources, visit the website, either forlegalenglish.com or forbusiness-english.com. And you can check out the books right there. Don't miss out on this opportunity to supercharge your writing skills. Thanks for tuning in, and happy writing! Punctuation and sentence structure In this section, we're diving into the often overlooked but critical aspects of punctuation and sentence structure in legal writing. These elements wield immense power, capable of altering the entire meaning of a sentence or clause. For non-native English-speaking lawyers, mastering these subtleties is key to crafting precise unambiguous documents. Punctuation might seem like a trivial concern, but in legal writing it's a game-changer. A misplaced comma or semicolon can turn a favorable clause into a liability. Let's start with the importance of punctuation. Consider this example. Quote, the contract is not limited to, comma, sales, close quote. Now compare it to, quote, the contract is not limited to sales, close quote. That simple comma changes everything. In the first sentence, it implies that sales are not the only thing the contract covers. In the second, it suggests that sales are the sole focus of the contract. For ESL lawyers... These subtleties can be perplexing. To overcome this challenge, approach punctuation systematically. Study the rules of English punctuation, especially those relevant to legal writing. Resources like style guides and writing manuals can be immensely helpful. Another vital aspect is sentence structure. Legal documents often contain intricate, lengthy sentences that can be hard to decipher. To enhance clarity, aim for shorter, concise sentences Break complex sentences into smaller, digestible portions. It not only improves comprehension, but also reduces the risk of ambiguity. In legal writing, shorter sentences are preferred. Here's a practical tip. After drafting a section, read it aloud. If you stumble or lose track, it's a sign that a sentence might need simplification. Lastly, seek feedback. Have a colleague or language tutor review your writing. Fresh eyes can spot issues you might have missed. It's also helpful to just leave it aside, come back tomorrow, and then try rereading it. Cultural considerations. Our journey through the intricacies of legal writing continues. In this segment, we're exploring how cultural differences can significantly impact language used in legal documents. In our increasingly interconnected world, legal professionals often collaborate across borders and cultures. Understanding the influence of culture on language is pivotal. Let's begin by acknowledging that legal language is not only about words. It's also about the context in which those words are used. Cultural nuances can significantly affect how legal documents are crafted and interpreted. For example, certain cultures may place a stronger emphasis on formality and respect in written communication, while others may prioritize brevity and clarity. To navigate these cultural waters successfully, non-native English-speaking lawyers should adopt a two-pronged approach. Firstly, study the cultural norms and expectations of the jurisdictions you're operating in. Learn about common practices in etiquette and etiquette in legal writing. There are numerous resources, including books and online courses, that delve into the cultural aspects of legal communication. Secondly, when in doubt, don't hesitate to seek guidance from local experts or mentors. They can provide invaluable insights into the cultural norms that may not be apparent in legal textbooks. Moreover, it's crucial to communicate openly and ask for clarification when working with colleagues or clients from different cultural backgrounds. A simple phrase like, could you please explain this aspect further, can prevent misunderstandings and foster productive collaboration. Remember, legal writing transcends linguistic boundaries, but it's also a reflection of culture. By recognizing and respecting these cultural nuances, non-native English-speaking lawyers can navigate the complexities of cross-cultural legal communication with confidence. Welcome back to the For Legal English podcast, your guide to mastering legal English. In this section, we'll shine a light on some common language mistakes often made by non-native English-speaking lawyers in legal writing. While improving your legal English skills, it's essential to be aware of common language pitfalls to avoid. These mistakes can not only hinder effective communication, but also impact the clarity and professionalism of your legal documents. One prevalent mistake is excessive verbosity. Some lawyers, in an attempt to sound more legally competent, fall into the trap of using long-winded sentences and complex vocabulary. However, this often leads to confusion and makes documents harder to digest. To address this issue, strive for conciseness. Use clear, straightforward language. Instead of saying, it's my belief that the plaintiff's claim is without merit, you can simply state, I believe the plaintiff's claim lacks merit. Another frequent error is improper punctuation. The misuse of commas, semicolons, and colons can change the entire meaning of a sentence. For instance, consider the difference between let's eat comma grandma and let's eat grandma. Correct punctuation can be a lifesaver. To avoid punctuation mishaps, invest time in learning the rules and practice them correctly. There are various resources that can help you sharpen your punctuation skills. Lastly, non-native English-speaking lawyers may sometimes struggle with prepositions and articles. Those small words can have a big impact. Confusing in with on or a with the can alter the legal meaning of a sentence. To overcome this challenge, practice, practice, practice. Reading legal texts, drafting documents, and seeking feedback from proficient English speakers can significantly enhance your grasp of prepositions and articles. In conclusion... While mastering legal English, be vigilant about common language mistakes. Keep your writing concise, punctuate accurately, and pay close attention to prepositions and articles. By addressing these challenges head-on, you'll bolster your legal writing skills and convey your ideas more effectively. (music) Tips for Improvement In this section, we'll offer valuable tips and strategies to help you improve your legal writing skills. These practical insights will empower you to communicate more effectively in the legal world. Remember, improving your legal English proficiency is an ongoing journey. Here are some tips to guide you along the way. Read legal documents. One of the most effective ways to enhance your legal writing is to read legal documents regularly. This exposure will familiarize you with legal terminology, sentence structure, and common language patterns. Write regularly. Practice makes perfect. Dedicate time to writing legal documents, even if it's just mock cases or summaries. The more you write, the more you refine your skills. And consider my new book, The For Business English Writing Journal. It's 365 daily prompts. So this year-long journal encourages you to write a little bit each day for a year and if you're able to keep that up, keep that consistency, by the end of the year your writing is going to be greatly improved. You can find that book on Amazon or learn more on the website. Seek feedback. Don't hesitate to share your writing with colleagues or mentors who are proficient in legal English. Constructive feedback can highlight areas for improvement. Take legal writing courses. Consider enrolling in legal writing courses or workshops. Many institutions offer specialized courses in legal English They can help you develop essential skills. I encourage you to visit the For Legal English website and see the courses that I offer there, including one-on-one tutoring. Grammar and Style Guides. Familiarize yourself with grammar and style guides specific to legal writing. These guides provide clear rules and conventions. Proofreading. Always proofread your work. Even small errors can diminish the professionalism of your legal documents. Legal Blogs and Journals. Read legal blogs and journals. These sources often showcase well-crafted legal writing and can provide inspiration. Stay informed, stay updated on legal developments and changes in legal language. The legal field evolves and so does its language. Remember, improvement takes time and persistence. Don't be discouraged by initial challenges. With consistent effort and a commitment to learning, you'll see significant progress in your legal English proficiency. Keep in mind that excellence in legal writing is a valuable asset in the legal profession. By following these tips and dedicating yourself to continuous improvement, you're on the path to becoming a more effective communicator and a stronger legal practitioner. (music) Proofreading and Editing In this section, we'll delve into a critical aspect of effective legal writing, proofreading and editing. The accuracy and precision of your legal documents can significantly impact your clients and cases. In the legal world, attention to detail is paramount. Even a minor error or ambiguity in a legal document can lead to misunderstandings, disputes, or unfavorable outcomes for your clients. That's where proofreading and editing come into play. After you've completed a draft of a legal document, it's essential to step back and review it with fresh eyes. Proofreading involves meticulously checking for errors in grammar, punctuation, spelling, and syntax. It's about ensuring that your writing is clear, concise, and free from mistakes. Self-Editing Techniques Start by reading your document slowly and attentively. Pay close attention to every word, sentence, and paragraph. Look for common errors such as subject-verb agreement, inconsistent verb tense, and word choice issues check for punctuation errors, and make sure your document adheres to the appropriate legal style guide. Seeking external editing assistance. While self-editing is crucial, it's often beneficial to seek external editing assistance. This can come from colleagues, mentors, or professional editors who specialize in legal writing. A fresh perspective can uncover issues that you might have missed. Legal document structure. During the editing process, also evaluate the structure and organization of your legal document. Ensure that your arguments flow logically, your headings and subheadings are clear, and your citations are accurate. Consistency matters. Consistency is key in legal writing. Ensure that you use terminology consistently throughout the document. Any variations in wording or phrasing can introduce confusion. In everyday English, we like to use synonyms. We like to change it up, especially if we're using the same word or phrase again and again and again. But in legal writing, clarity is more important. If we change which word we're using when we mean the exact same thing, it makes the reader or perhaps a judge in a legal dispute wonder, well, they didn't use the same word, so maybe they mean something slightly different. Clarity is much more important when writing legal documents. Legal jargon. Be particularly vigilant when it comes to legal jargon and terminology. Ensure that you use the correct legal terms and that they are appropriately defined or cited. By dedicating time to proofreading and editing, you demonstrate professionalism and commitment to your clients. Your documents will not only be legally sound, but also clearly convey your arguments and intentions. Remember that proofreading and editing skills can be honed over time. Don't rush this crucial step in the legal writing process. (music) Lexicon. Here are some words that might be advanced or might be tricky from today's episode. If you want to learn the definitions, head to the show notes at forlegalenglish.com slash podcast and look for the show notes for this episode. Ambiguity. Clarity, deciphering, embrace, external editing, homophones, intricacies, intricate, misinterpretation, nuances, precise, proofreading, punctuation, relevance, Synonyms. Today, we've journeyed through the nuances of legal writing, acknowledging the common challenges faced by non-native English-speaking lawyers. Despite the complexity of this task, it's essential to remember that improvement is not only possible, but achievable. Embrace challenges. Embrace the challenges of legal writing with a growth mindset. Recognize that each obstacle you encounter is an opportunity to refine your skills. Overcoming these hurdles will make you a more effective and confident legal professional. Clarity and Precision Prioritize clarity and precision in your legal writing. Avoid unnecessary jargon or convoluted sentences. Seek simplicity without sacrificing accuracy. Proofreading and Editing Never underestimate the importance of proofreading and editing. Thoroughly review your documents for errors, inconsistencies, and structural issues. Remember, even small mistakes can have significant consequences. Consistency. Maintain consistency in your terminology and writing style. This consistency enhances understanding and professionalism. Continuous learning. Legal writing is an ongoing journey. Commit to continuous learning whether through courses, feedback from peers, or self-study. The more you write and revise, the more proficient you'll become. Share your experiences. We encourage you to share your experiences and challenges in legal writing. Your insights can help fellow legal professionals navigate similar obstacles. Feel free to connect with us at forlegalenglish.com slash podcast and leave a comment in the show notes for this episode. Be part of our growing community. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe. What questions do you have about today's episode? You can post those questions or any comments on the show notes. This is a great way to practice and improve your legal English skills. You can go to the website for, as in the number four, legalenglish, no spaces or dashes, dot com. 4legalenglish.com You can check out our blog articles and show notes for this episode and check out the episode quizzes. It'd be fantastic if you could subscribe and give us a review. If you'd leave us five stars and a nice comment, it would really help the algorithm and other people to find our podcast. If you leave a great review, I might even read it on the air. So start writing. The 4 Legal English podcast is adjourned. Don't miss the next Docket Call.